This week in the Tech on Tap podcast, we talk about what's new in NetApp's on-command Unified Manager 7.3. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi and Sully the Monster. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. I love NetApp because it's so funny. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm here today with uh, some on-command unified manager folks. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about the new release of on-command unified manager. But first, we are going to introduce them uh, because you need to know who you're talking to. Uh, so starting off with Yossi. Uh, Yossi, if you could tell us what you do here at NetApp, uh, as well as how to find you on social media. Sure. Thanks. So uh, I'm a product manager within the Manageability Products Group, and you can find me on LinkedIn under Yossi W. That's Y-O-S-S-I-W. All right. And also with us today is Philip Bachman. Hi, Philip. Hey, how you doing, Justin? Doing great. So uh, if you could tell everybody what you do here at NetApp, as well as how to find you on social media or how to contact you in general if you don't have social media. Sure. Uh, I am a what's called a solution architect, which means I'm a product specialist, and my area of expertise is our NetApp management products and our Metro Cluster product. You can find me on social media. Uh, when I when I post, I'm on Twitter at uh, PG Bachman, and uh, other than that, it's it's through normal email, which is philip.bachman at netapp.com. Okay, excellent. So before we get into what's new with OnCommand Unified Manager, let's talk about what OnCommand Unified Manager is for people who aren't familiar with it. So who wants to take that one on? Well, I can take a stab at it for a start. Um, If you think about it, Unified Manager is really about doing policy-driven management of the NetApp storage infrastructure. It's so that you understand what you have, capacity-wise, health-wise. It allows you to look at things like monitoring. It allows you to get alerts on events that are happening in your environment. And it's designed to allow you to do proactive uh, management by giving you information so hopefully you can deal with problems before they occur. Um, We do let you look at your whole infrastructure through a single pane, which is one of the key benefits. And you can think of it as an uplift from the OnBox system manager, because while that only looks at a single cluster, Unified Manager looks across all of them and allows you to pull that all together in one place. So it really streamlines what you're doing, gives you a quick way to get in and see what you need, and it will tell you when you need to do something. So you can do... um, management by exception, if you will. Yossi, you want to add anything to that? I think you did a great job covering this. Um, It's really, uh, you know, if I was to add anything is that we have a bunch of advanced analytics built in the product that help identify conditions and also give remediation suggestions for how to fix them. What's the unified piece of it? I mean, where, where does the unified piece come in? The unified piece is, is twofold. Number one, it's, it's, The product was formerly two separate servers, a performance component and a health uh, component that monitors capacity and such. 
They've been integrated into a single server. Uh, we did that in version 7.2. So that's, you know, that's where a lot of the unified comes from. The other is it's a unified view across your infrastructure. And that's, that's one of the key things that we get asked for from customers on a regular basis. You know, they don't like necessarily having to go and log in here to look at this and there to look at something else and a third place to look at something else. So by having it all accessible through this one interface, that gives you a truly unified view of what your infrastructure looks like. And I can do this all through a web browser. I don't have to install any clients or agents, right? No fat clients, no agents. It's all web-based. Okay. And what is it uh, built on? Is it built on Java or is it built on something else? So the server backend definitely has Java deep in the bowels, but um, what customers see when they log in through the web browser is everything is using modern HTML5, so very slick, very streamlined. We, do a, we invest a lot in the usability of the product, and a big part of it is just using the latest uh, web technologies so that everything's intuitive. Okay, cool. So... We are. Uh, we just released seven point three uh, for OCUM, and when did we release that? Uh, what, like, what was the date of the release for that? So that that release actually came out a couple months ago, aligned with ONTAP nine three. But we actually just shipped the general availability uh, of that last Thursday. So hot off the press. Okay, so it went GA. So we had some RC releases out there to kind of just have people kick the tires on it, right? Right. We did. Okay, so how many people are actually using On Command Unified Manager? That that's a great question, and you know, historically, we had we actually had a hard time measuring that, um, but we've sort of uh, made improvements in how we measure that uh, and get the numbers. And so for so a pretty impressive statistic that we have is that uh, for ONTAP nine one systems. Um, 72% of the nodes or controllers out there are being monitored, but with Unified Manager. So that's a pretty significant percentage. Um, looking customer-wise, uh, it's practically all of the larger customers. They all have Unified Manager running in their environment. So it's um, you know literally like n n over 95% of the customers. So what are some of the downsides of running this? Because, I mean, there is a, you know, a fairly large chunk of users that, or customers that aren't using this or deployments that aren't using this. So what's the reasoning people give you for not actually deploying it? Because I've used it, and it's pretty simple to set up and easy to use. So what's, why aren't people setting it up? Well, prior to, prior to this release, we had some fairly stringent and some of our customers told us fairly healthy requirements for the server itself. Uh, especially, you know, they, they were concerned, especially when we integrated it with Performance Manager, that this would dramatically raise the requirements. So there was a lot of work put into the underpinnings of the server on this release to make it less, um, less heavy, if you will, on the infrastructure. So what we, we did a couple of things. Number one, we took, um, we took away a hard requirement that says this is what you have. Yes, there are certain minimums, but we built the, the uh, ability for the server to self-monitor and tell you when it needs something more. So you can, if you're a small customer, for example, you can start with a small installation and you can grow it as your infrastructure grows. And the system will come up and tell you, oh, I, hey, I need 
I need more CPU or I need more memory or I need more disk space because I'm running low. And it actually uh, is a much better experience for the customers because now they don't have to go to their VMware team if they're running it virtualized. And, and by the way, the, virtually all the customers I deal with are running it as a virtual machine. Uh, they they basically can go and say, I need you to, you know, give me a VM and, and we'll go off and, and we'll uh, run this product and it will tell us what it needs. So that's one of the biggest reasons. The other was a lot of a lot of the very small customers who have a single system don't feel like they need it. I would I would contest that point a little bit if for no other reason than it gives you the proactive monitoring and alerting capabilities that uh, you can consume very easily. So you mentioned it's a V. You mentioned it's a VM. Uh, is it only run, able to run with vCenter, or can it run with other hypervisors? We actually have it available in three different flavors. Um, so we have it as a VM for the VMware environment, which is very, very popular. It's prepackaged, ready to go, very quick installation, very easy and quick upgrades as well. Um, we also have it available as both an installer for the Windows environment as well as an RPM package for, for Red Hat Enterprise Linux, as well as CentOS. And the re- some of the reasons why customers would choose to use one over the other, um, you know, many customers that have uh, dedicated Windows shops just go with the Windows version, and that works really well for them. Um, what we also see is that uh, customers that have very specific security requirements uh, get the most flexibility out of the Linux version of the product in terms of being able to customize the settings in the product as well as co- very cleanly control all the third-party components that the product relies on, such as Java or MySQL. Certain businesses have requirements around specific versions of those products to be used, and that can be very finely controlled with that release. Okay, well, I guess what I was hinting at was that not everyone has a virtualization environment, especially, you know, they may not use ESX, right? So they might use something mm-hmm. like Hyper-V, they might use something that isn't compatible. So if they don't use a hypervisor like that, they do have options of installing it on hardware, even something free like CentOS. Yes. Short answer, yes. <laughs> yes. TLDR, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So we got all that out of the way. So um, there's really no good reason not to deploy it, other than you don't just you just don't want to use it. Um, so uh, that said, um, what's new in seven three? So what what's the impetus for people going to seven three? Well, <laughs> where do we begin? There's there's lots of new things in seven three. Um, I'll take a couple of them, and I'll and I'll let Yossi take a couple more. I want to talk about the fact that we've um, significantly enhanced some of the performance capabilities in terms of the reporting. We're doing cluster level analytics, um, although I, I have to be clear, it's within the cluster, and that's one of the things people need to understand about Unified Manager is boundaries. Unified Manager's boundaries are the ONTAP clusters themselves. We're not, you know, we're not looking out at their individual hosts and all, but within the cluster. Uh, 
But as far as the performance goes, we do the the analytics. We have put a lot of work into the UI in terms of making it easier for people to consume and understand those analytics. For example, all of the tabular data that you see in the UI can now be exported directly to CSV files for customers who want to manipulate that data or or present it in some different format to their to their own uh, customer base. Um, We've got a new set of metrics that came in uh, when we went to ONTAP 9 that talks about, uh, it's called performance capacity used. It really is a, a headroom type analytic, and it looks at the clusters, specifically at the nodes and the aggregates, and tells you, look, um, out of what's available, here's how much you're consuming. And it's very useful when you're trying to do failover planning. In fact, there is an excellent failover planning module within this that will tell you and project for you what your system would look like if it failed over. What would your response time be? What would your I.O. loading be? Would you be overloading the controller? All of these things are calculated and available for you to look at. So you can look at your system before something happens and understand, hey, if I have a, if I have a hardware failover between an HA pair, Am I going to be in trouble? So there's some there's some really powerful stuff in there, um, and the the other use for the performance capacity is projecting when you need to do something different. Do I have too many workloads on a node? You know, I can look at the performance capacity consumption over time and see when I'm reaching a point where I need to maybe move some workloads around. Maybe I need to add some nodes to the cluster. There's a variety of things that you can do based on these metrics that are in the product. It is a, it is a lot that we put in this release of the product. Um, so one of the things we've done is sort of open the kimono on the database. So um, historically, we've had a lot of customers innovate by sort of, if in a way, hacking the product, going into the database and pulling out specific metrics or information that they needed from it. And so recognizing that uh, with this release, practically everything in the database except for, you know, security credentials um, is now open and available. Um, these are not views that are sort of stunted. This is full-fledged access. So we expect to see some pretty amazing things in terms of integration work. You know, some customers use the information in the database as a CMDB, as a configuration management database, which allows them to track everything around their storage environment. So, you know, that, that's one part of it. Um, Another thing that we've we've invested a lot is in the usability. Our usability mm-hmm. group likes to get you know at least one or two improvements into every release. Um, one thing that we've really simplified is the performance charts. We used to have uh, advanced views, and you'd really have to sort of know how to navigate through some of the things. Now it's all integrated in one place, so it's a lot easier to use. Um, so, uh, one of the things that we have done is we have significantly, well, let me back up for a moment and say, those of you who who have been uh, following along with things that we do in ONTAP may be aware that we have uh, the ability to offer to our customers as a, as a free service what we call a storage design workshop, which allows you to think about 
setting up your environment so that you are delivering this storage as a service with metrics around it and rules and boundaries, things like quality of service. If I have an application that needs a specific level of service, I want to be able to guarantee that. And we have been moving ONTAP steadily down that road, adding more features in with each release. One of the things that we've done with this release is we are providing a much better view into those QoS metrics and when those policies are applied so that the charts are now showing you things like what's the expected and what are the peak QoS levels that are applied to specific objects. So when I'm looking at something, I don't have to go somewhere else to look it up. It's there on the, on the chart for me to see. Uh, the other thing, uh, the other metric that has uh, was actually introduced in the 7.2 release and is still there and, and uh, available through this release is the IOs per terabyte, which is one of the key metrics for the whole service level delivery mechanism. You size based on how many IOs you need to deliver per terabyte of capacity. It's a great way to position yourself so that you can deliver stable, repeatable, expected performance and you can control it. And you can also know from the alerting capabilities of this when you start to get to a point where that may be in jeopardy. That way you always meet your service level and, you know, being an ex-storage admin, I can say, and you, your phone probably never rings, hopefully. So does this incorporate both maxes and mins? It does everything that ONTAP can do. And part of, part of the design point is to help an admin who is sort of having a harder time figuring out what do they want to set the QoS level at. You know, on on tap, um, there's a whole there's a workflow here where you can basically set it set up the system, track track what's going on, and then sort of get assistance in figuring out what to set the QoS to. And yes, it includes I believe the minimum throughput. Uh, we do want we do need to uh, point out to our listeners that. Uh, in order to have the minimums, you will need to be running ONTAP 9.3 because that feature was introduced in ONTAP 9.3. Another thing that popped up in, in ONTAP 9.3, and uh, and Juan was on this, uh, I think, on this podcast just a short while ago talking about security in depth. Um, one of the things we that was uh, put out there was uh, using SAML for authentication. And that is a place where we had very tight collaboration between the management tool and the ONTAP team. So we have exactly the same implementation of the SAML authentication scheme in Unified Manager. So if your organization really wants to have multi-factor authentication deployed and is planning to do that for ONTAP, you can have the same exact technology configured for Unified Manager. And it even enables uh, a single sign-on between Unified Manager and System Manager when both are configured with the same uh, SAML server, same settings. Yeah, and this ties into the multi-factor authentication where you have that extra layer of security for, for logging into your clusters. So we're just trying to add that extra protection for logins to prevent sort of, you know, security breaches with just a simple username and password. 
Exactly. Yep, exactly. Okay. So what about simplicity? I mean, how have we simplified some things and enhanced the user experience with OnCommand Unified Manager 7.3? We've put a lot of work into this as far as simplifying and consolidating, in some cases, the views. Um, we'd, I don't know if many of our users or our listeners here know that uh, we have a UX team that does Prior to each release during the design phases, they actually do a set of mock-ups and do a full walkthrough with groups of customers trying to understand how the customers use this, why they click, where they click, and understand you know, how their minds are working when they're looking at this. So the goal, and we've seen a significant improvement in the usability of the product uh, because of this. Um, and, and you'll see that as you go through this product. The navigation is cleaner. The presentation is more consistent. The information is you know, presented more simply. And this is an ongoing project, so you will see further improvements of this as we move forward with successive releases of Unified Manager. Yeah, one of the things that we've seen um, is that uh, we have a reporting capability, a reporting engine built into the product. And while it's very capable and powerful, Phil is one one of our ex- deep experts on that engine. Um, it is... Um, it is also, like every super powerful tool, it is complicated at times. And so one of the things that we've focused on is making a lot of the table views in the product do double duty as a report so that um, it's really easy to pull the information out. Phil, I think you had mentioned uh, exporting CSVs. And right. you know, that's sort of the precursor to you know, really simply pulling out something as a report. Yeah, and uh, and I'll expand on that a little bit. Um, having spent a, a fair amount of time, as you pointed out, wrestling with the reporting engine that's built in, uh, yes, it can be, especially if you want to do some fairly sophisticated things. And that ties back into our making the database publicly exposed so that the user can choose their own tool to, that they're comfortable with, if, whether it's Excel whether it is Microsoft Power BI, whether it's, I don't know, a Cognos or a Tableau. You know, there's, there's probably as many different reporting tools as there are customers out there, and they're, they're like anything else. Everybody has their own favorite flavor. And rather than forcing them to learn something just because we chose it, uh, the the thought is that by exposing the database and saying, look, you can you can grab this and you can do whatever you want with the information. You can present it however you want. If you need to present it in an Excel spreadsheet and hand it off to a bunch of people, that's fine. If you need to produce a report and do it as a PDF, you know, whatever tool you like to do that with, that's fine. And that's our goal here is not to not to force people necessarily into the constraints of our tool but give them the data. And that that ties in with our philosophy as a company. It's all about the data. And this is your data, so you should be able to use it. So what about the cadence of ONTAP Unified Manager? So, or sorry, OnCommand, not ONTAP. Uh, So how does that work now that we've gone from a, you know, a long-term release, short-term release kind of cadence where the odd-numbered releases are long-term releases? How does that affect Unified Manager's? So 
the Unified Manager team is committed to shipping a, a new version of Unified Manager on the same day that ONTAP ships, and we've been able to hit that for the last uh, three releases. Um, going forward, we're actually becoming so aligned that we're actually, this is a sneak peek, we're actually renaming the, or reversioning the product. The next release will be actually be release 9.4 of Unified Manager aligned with ONTAP 9.4. Um, part of that strong alignment is us uh, looking to simplify things in terms of the service uh, and support durations. So. ONTAP 9.3 is a long-term service release. It means customers are able, you know, it will have a long support window. It will be supported for five years with full years of, excuse me, three years of full support. We are completely mirroring that for Unified Manager. So customers that install and ONTAP 9.3 and install Unified Manager 7.3 with that will be able to run that for a long time without making any changes in their environment if that's what they want. Now, if they are looking to consistently jump on the latest technology, we're also committed to having Unified Manager basically work and support all the past releases of ONTAP that are under support so that you know the other side of things is customers could choose to upgrade every six months as we ship new versions. And they'll have the latest, the latest user interface, the latest simplicity improvements, and it will work just the way it did in terms of supporting their ONTAP installation. Well, on command, Unified Manager warned me if I'm getting close to my support cycle there, or is it, is it going to tell me that my release is five years old and I need to start looking at uh, upgrading? So while we don't have that built into the product, like some other product companies not to be named that make their product go obsolete after enough time so that you have to buy something else, um, you will get those sort of service notifications, I believe, through our support website, right? You basically get uh, some, some, it gets tracked overall and you will, you will get some notification. It's posted. One of the things that we do is that we announce the durations up front, so it's very clear and known to everybody when the product will stop being supported. In the past, our uh, support policy, and I think that's part of what you're remembering here, Justin, is that uh, you wouldn't really know that Unified Manager has gone out of support until we announced it that, oops, it's out of support now. So that's going away, and basically on the day that it ships, we give you the date, be it five years out or one year out if it's uh, not a long-term service release at which, you know, support will end. So it's very clear and you know exactly what you're, what you're buying into. Well, I mean more from the perspective of can Unify Manager look at my clusters and the ONTAP versions and say, oh, you know, you're on ONTAP 9.1. Uh, you're getting close to your support cycle. You may want to think about upgrading. Does it make recommendations like that or is that still driven from the support side? That is still driven from the support side, and that's, I believe, one of the reports that's available in the active IQ uh, area of the support site. Yeah, and that's and and Justin, that's in line with our our, our kind of goal of not duplicating efforts in multiple places. You know, one of the one of the things that's happened in past, and you know, being candid, is we've sometimes had similar features in multiple products. 
And what we're trying to do is we're trying to streamline things, make it more efficient so that, you know, if you want to know about ONTAP version support, if you want to know about those types of things, Active IQ is your place to go. If you want to know about your day-to-day -day operation of your system, Unified Manager is the place to go. And I think that's, I think that's a good separation of powers, if you will. So as far as upgrading Unified Manager, I mean, is that disruptive or is that pretty seamless to do? It's pretty seamless to do. It is a, there is a short disruption, but the system is designed in such a way that it will go back and collect the data for the interval that you were doing the upgrade. Now, I, having just having just done an upgrade the other day when 7.3 came out, I can tell you it doesn't take very long. Um, I think I've run the virtual appliance in my in my lab here. I've got 10 clusters behind it, and I think it took a grand total of of about 10 minutes to do the upgrade. And, and that the, included taking a snapshot of the VM first. Okay, and then the disruption comes when uh, the service gets restarted, essentially, right? Yes, basically you're you are attaching. In, in the case of the virtual appliance, you attach an upgrade ISO image to it, you run it, it goes through and it restarts the services and does the upgrades, and that's the only disruption. So during that, that time where it's actually restarting all the services, yes, you would, you would momentarily lose contact to the server uh, through the web UI, come right back online. All the performance data would be intact, and in fact, we have the ability for it to actually go back if for some reason or other there's an interruption where it might miss a data collection, it can go back and pull that data forward. Yeah, and that's pulled from the counter manager stuff on ONTAP, right? That's, that is correct. All right, anything else, guys? Every customer should run Unified Manager. Amen yes. to that. Amen to that. That's right. Okay, Yossi, Philip, uh, that was some Great information about Unified Manager 7.3. Uh, interesting that we're going to go a full two versions up in the next release, go to 9.4. I'm um, excited to see what comes in that release. I'm guessing it'll be a pretty major release as well, and you would want to make your mark since you're making that giant jump to 9.4. Uh, I expect you guys to come in again and tell us all about it. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netup.com or send us a tweet at netup. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, or via TechOnTapPodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team, I'd like to thank Yossi Weiss and Philip Bachman for joining us today to talk about Unify Manager. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.